from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America, presented by MGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next three hours. We are here at Circus Sportsbook. And, Wes, what a show we have for the people today. Of course, college basketball going on right now. Number one ranked Kansas, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. They are down right now by one to Miami, 24-23. About six minutes to go here uh, before halftime. So the number 10 seed, Jim Laranega, trying to take two double-digit seeds to the Final Four. Right now, a tight one against KU. What are your first thoughts as we've uh, come on the air here and you see that Miami's hanging tough? Yeah, Miami took the money because Mm -hmm. this was six and a half. This went down as low as five. I was almost going to buy in on Kansas if it got to four and a half. Never really did. I left this game alone, uh, maybe looking for an in-game opportunity, but it's been Cameron McGusty Mm -hmm. for the Hurricanes here. 12 points, half of the Hurricanes points. And you can see Miami, in terms of the guards, can match up with Kansas. And I think that is why... You know, you saw money with Miami. Kansas obviously has more size as Jalen Wilson going to be fouled and go to the foul line. By the way, 24 to 23 is your score. 525 left in the first half. Kansas minus three and a half, 143 and a half at Bet MGM. So look, Miami, in terms of what they run, they run that five out and kind of a lot of zoom action. What they want to do is they want to get DMAC, that's Kansas's big man, David McCormick, mm-hmm. out there on high ball screens. And they want to get him away from the basket so they can do a lot of back cutting. You kind of saw that a little bit against Iowa State Mm -hmm. on Friday night and pretty much throughout the entire Miami tournament run. So that's what they want to do. And so far, so good, at least 24 to 23. 
Look, I took the bait on Kansas Friday night when it went below a key number of seven. I laid six and a half, and they were probably, it was 50-50 to cover that game. But I I knew in the first half that it might be in trouble because you felt like with Providence playing so awful, like Kansas was just playing uh, below mediocre. Providence Mm -hmm. was awful in the first half. And it's like, you feel like Kansas, even though they're not playing great, should have been up like 15. And they weren't, and they found themselves at the end in the final minute kind of in a foul game. Maybe they would have got ahead of that number had Remy Martin, who was really their whole offense on Friday night, had he been able to make some foul shots, and they might have got ahead of the number. But right now, very good pace of this game, 26-25 to Miami as uh, Christian Braun scores a bucket there. Total was 145, 145 and a half on the close. That's pretty much where it is on the end play. And look, what we've seen so far in the NCAA tournament, at least – in the round of 16, mm-hmm. I think it was 8-0 in the first half to the under, 7-1 and for the full game to the under, and then both games happened to stay under yesterday, depending on your number in that Arkansas-Duke game. Right, so, right on look, it. Uh, in the later game, I'm on the over, and this looks like an overpace. I'll try to see if I can get a buy-in here. I kind of leaned that way but didn't end up playing it. I did take Miami today. Again, I've kind of been riding them, as you know, throughout this tournament as Kansas takes the lead 27-26 right here because I felt like in the Iowa State game, which they didn't play very well at all. They, they were a turnover machine in that game, and I, I thought that they would kind of have that uh, progression to what the norm is for Miami, which is they don't turn it over. Mm-hmm. It's a really good team mm-hmm. at, at uh, uh, taking control of the basketball with their guard play. And so, so far, that's happened here in the first half, and that's why they're playing close with Kansas. They can't turn – they don't shoot it well enough to turn it over at right. volume. So if Miami can keep their possessions and not give those away with turnovers, I think they're going to be in this to the end. And again, I think Larinaga with the guard play has got a real shot to come out of this region here and shock the world, or at least shock some, and have no number ones get to the Final Four. We'll see how that plays out throughout the afternoon. We're also keeping a watchful eye on the WGC match play. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I are, well, I mean, we, we love golf, so... Sorry, we're not going to apologize for that. Uh, watching it today at home pre-show and watching what Kevin Kisner did to come back and beat Corey Connors and get to this final against Scotty Scheffler, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it feels like you have two match play giants. Kevin Kisner is like the bulldog that won't go well, away. He won this back in 2019 right on this golf course. And by the way, Scotty Scheffler, the runner-up here last year, he got revenge on Billy Horschel, who beat him in the final last year, beat him in the round of 16 yesterday. But as you said, Scotty Scheffler, Kevin Kisner, the championship match. By the way, there is a third place match too that's not to be ignored. That's Dustin Johnson and Corey Connors. DJ minus uh, 130 right now at okay. MGM, plus 110 on Connors. That's going to tee off here momentarily. Don't forget that Corey Connors did make the semifinals of the U.S. Amateur in terms of the match play format. So he's not a total greenhorn here. So that's why you're seeing DJ this low of a price. Right. He's been great so far in this event. But that's why you're seeing him so low because two years ago, he might have been $2. Easy. That shows you that the golf market is getting more popular, more efficient. Scheffler Kisner, the championship match, minus 155, plus 130. And Scotty Scheffler's got a little bit more to play yes, for than just winning a WGC in a prestigious event against the best golfers in the world. And you know what that is. If he wins this match Scott, against Kevin Kisner, Scotty Scheffler will be the number one ranked player in the world and just to put this into context in phil mickelson's hall of fame career Mm -hmm. career, arguably the second greatest golfer of our generation of the last 30 years never assented to number one in the world at any point of his career now i know a lot of people are going to say what well that's because some guy named eldrick woods was always there and he did have number one but the bottom line is 
Scotty Scheffler can be the not John Rom, not Brooks Kepka, not Dustin Johnson. It could be Scotty Scheffler and going into Augusta. And by the way, in the last hour, we're going to have Rex Hoggard back on uh, from Golf Channel. Does a great job at the Golf Channel. We'll look ahead to Augusta here uh, in about a week and a half because these numbers are going to switch now uh, when you see potentially that Scotty Scheffler can be the number one ranked player in the world. I think you and I both think, and I'm sure he'll be a chic pick, and why not? There mm-hmm. might not be a hotter player on the planet right now than Scotty Scheffler. That maybe Augusta could be a little bit too much too soon because he doesn't really have the knowledge yeah. of the course yet that it takes after years uh, of accumulation when you play Augusta. And National. you mentioned about Scheffler trying to become the number one player in the world. If he outs Kevin Kisner in this championship match, it's going to tee off in about 15 minutes. He'd only be the 25th guy to ever reach the number one position. They've had the OWGR, that's the official world golf ranking, mm-hmm. since 1986. He'd be the sixth youngest guy to do that. Last time the number one world ranking changed, of course, was July 18th, 2021. That was John Rahm. John Rahm's been 36 consecutive weeks at number one. Wow. So Scotty Scheffler, if he wins this, is going to knock him out of that spot. He'd be the sixth youngest guy to do that. The only younger players to reach number one in the official world golf ranking were one Eldrick Tiger Woods. The youngest ever to do it, by the way. Jordan Speef, Rory McElroy, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, and then Scotty Scheffler. So I agree with you in terms of the assessment for the Masters because it feels like he doesn't have a ton of scar tissue in the majors. And look, this was a guy that had not won a PGA Tour event, keep in mind. You knew it was a matter of time before he would. He didn't win until Super Bowl weekend at right. Phoenix when I was fortunate enough to be aboard him at 28 to 1. He got in that playoff over Patrick Cantlay. But this is not a guy that you've really seen get right close to a major because I'm a big believer in that. Now, that doesn't work for everybody. Obviously, Colin Marikawa, right. first time he got there, he cashed in at Harding Park over in San Francisco for the PGA. But most guys, I think, need that pain. Mm-hmm. You get that pain. You get there you know once or twice, like. and then all of a sudden, okay, you know now what it takes because this is a different level. This is a whole different ball of wax when you get into major championships. But uh, nevertheless, uh uh, arguably one of the tougher match players in the world, Kevin Kisner. He won this thing in 2019. And and I think that this is big for Kisner, too, because he wants to leave no doubt. Now, this is not a Ryder Cup year. Ah. It is a President's Cup yes. year. But 2023 is a Ryder Cup year over on a shorter coast. Marco Simone over in Rome is going to host the next Ryder Cup. And he's wanting Zach Johnson, wanting to get his attention to say, Captain hey, Zach. dude, I've been trying to get on this team for years. I know I'm not a big hitter, but we've got a shorter course where ball striking and creativity and a good short game is rewarded. Pick me. There's no other better message to send than to go ahead and win this event, knock out arguably the hottest player in the world. It's such a great point because I think a lot of people, by the way, Scotty Shuffler's 22 to 1 to win at Augusta National. He will be a chic pick. That number will get shorted. So right now, I bet on GM, my advice, if you're going to back Scotty Shuffler, would be to get it now because if he wins today, he goes up to number one in the world, that number's going to change. But it's a great point that you mentioned about Kevin Kisner because people are going to go, well, the motivation all is with Scotty Shuffler to be the number one player in the world. He just beat Dustin Johnson. He's not going to lose to Kiz. Kiz is trying to show, to your point, that I might not be the longest hitter out there. You might blow it 40 yards past me, but I'm going to play my ball. I'm not going to worry about yours, and I'm going to prove to you why I'm one of the best match players in the world. Mm -hmm. So when we get into match play scenario, which is the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup, you got to pick Kevin Kisner, who was left off the last Ryder Cup team, but it didn't hurt USA. And it's really a home game for both guys here. Of course, Scotty Scheffler played his golf at the University of Texas in Mm -hmm. Austin. But this is hope for Kevin Kisner winning this back in 2019. And 
has, I think, the best record in the event. I think he passed Alex Noren in terms of percentage-wise for this week, now making it all the way to the final. So we're, I think we're in for a really good one. I think that this is going to go the distance. Uh, very quickly, right now you can get plus money on Kiz, and they have not teed off yet against Scotty Scheffler. How, do you, how would you handicap it? Because to me, I don't want to say it's a one-way handicap, but I look at it and I go, Kevin Kisner at plus money in a match play event, the way he just kind of, the tenacity he shows – despite the disadvantage he's going to have as they get ready to go. To me, I, I can't back the bigger favorite here. I kind of like this as a toss-up to take the plus yeah, one. Yeah, I think when in doubt, that's what you do. I, I ended up passing on the match. I had both guys in the morning, but I'm kind of priced out. I think that this is a pretty accurate price mm-hmm. here. So, look, it's tough to go against either guy. Scotty really Scheffler's is. a buzzsaw right now. I mean, this guy took out Dustin Johnson, who had played terrific over the weekend. So, you know, I don't want to go against him, but I don't want to go against Kevin Kisner with that chip on his shoulder either. And uh, we got got Austin, Texas. It's almost like that's the sport capital of the world, by the way. You not <laughs> only have this going on, you have the NASCAR race, the Dakota Circuit of the Americas, uh, with uh, one Mark Calloway driving Ooh. the pace car. And you know who Mark Calloway is? Bong. <laughs> Bong. The Undertaker. That's the Undertaker? He is the Undertaker, and he is driving the pace car here at Circuit of the Americas for the uh, road race for NASCAR. That's a fantastic Paul Bearer right there. Uh, Alex Schiffer is going to join us uh, uh, very soon in this hour. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets because Kyrie Irving is back now and will be eligible to play in New York City. That'll be interesting. Peter Keating is going to join us as well to talk more college basketball. And really, he's got some formulas on dogs and how underdogs can rule the day. And right now, Miami up by two. Minute and a half to go uh, before halftime. Let's see if they can hold on to that first half lead. Come on back. Just getting started. Betting across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Combos, or Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. They got oven baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and it's simply OJ to bring it all home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive through Pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. Are you a breakfast Baconator type guy? I have not had it. I know Matt, my colleague and our colleague, Matt Humans, has endorsed the breakfast Baconator. But I'm usually uh, I'm usually not up early enough to get the breakfast Baconator. It's like, right I don't wake you. up early enough to eat breakfast anyway, <laughs> fellas. Uh, we have reached halftime here, and I'm looking at Coach L, Coach Laranega, uh, being interviewed on the court. He's got a big smile on his face. He should. His Miami Hurricanes, with a late run at the end of the first half, uh, take command here 35-29 at halftime. So they're up by six. And again, I, I think this number got down as low as five mm-hmm. uh, pre-tip. Uh, again, it started up as high as seven when the line opened, came all the way down to five, five and a half. Uh, boy, oh boy, now 
as we get to the halftime, Miami, the small favorite to hold on and, and get to the final yeah. four at a point and a half here. And the over under right around where it was uh, pregame here, 141 and a half. What do you make of both the side and total here as we've reached well, halftime? Well, a uh, very good circumstance for Miami at the end of the first half to be able to uh, go without Charlie Moore. Charlie Moore got two fouls. He got sent to the bench. Uh, nine to two run wow. with Charlie Moore on the end of the bench. Uh, not the Charlie Moore from head of the class. If you remember that show, <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Howard Hesseman, who recently passed away, yes. played that role. But Charlie, Charlie Moore, by the way, who has been at four different colleges, including Kansas. This is the Charlie Moore Bowl. Wow. Started his career. He was at, uh, I'm trying to even remember what all the schools he was at. He was at Kansas. He was at Cal. He was at DePaul. So back in Chicago. And now he's at Miami. That's four different colleges for Charlie Moore. Well, and there he's it is. He's traveled more than Dave Kingman. <laughs> I love Dave Kingman as a Met fan growing up. Uh, you look at this now. And I don't look, we're going to have St. Peter's and UNC. We're going to talk a lot about that in the next couple hours here as the second game uh, of the day to see who's going to round out the final four. This isn't a surprise to me. I don't think this, look, we'll see if Miami can hold on. We got 20 whole minutes to go. So Mm -hmm. maybe this will be all about nothing at the end. But if we don't get a number one seed to the final four, and again, you and I just had this exercise once the draws came out, and we would ask our guests, and I asked you if you could have had the choice of the four number ones versus the field, I think we pretty much chose the field. Yes. And this is the reason why, right? Wes, that the, the, the balance in college basketball, and I know Gonzaga came into the tournament as, you know, four to one favorite to win this. And I think the next was eight to one at Arizona, right? So we had a decided favorite, but after what we're seeing now with Miami as a 10 seed, St. Peter's, the first 15 seed ever to make the elite eight. And obviously we've never had one get to the final four. Duke feels like, to me, yeah. they are now the favorites. Yeah, I said it Friday night uh, on primetime action with Matt Brown and Gil Alexander. It's like, Duke at plus 450. Now, this was before any of the Friday results. This was at the top of the show. I was like, look, it look it looks like Duke here. I mean, the fact that they were able to beat Texas Tech. And one of the things about Duke that, I, that you have to give it to him, even if you're not a fan of this whole Coach K media love fest and his last hey, year this as has a not head been coach. Given to them. Yeah, if you look at it, Duke has shown something that they didn't always show during the regular season, and that's mental and physical toughness. Yes. They were down five last Sunday against Michigan State, where it was like, okay, this is panic. This is a butt pucker in time, so to speak, <laughs> you know, down the stretch in the NCAA tournament. And they found a way, and they did the same thing against Texas Tech. The fact that you're playing the number one defensive team in the country to all the metrics in terms of field goal efficiency defense, this no middle defense that forces you to take longer shots and ISO ball from the rim. They let you take 45% of your attempts from three. Mm -hmm. And Duke was like 1.37 points per possession at the rim against the best rim defense in the country in Texas tech. And Duke was like, okay, we're going to score ISOs. Well, by the way, we got the talent to do that. We got Paulo Boncaro, right? We've got Jeremy Roach. We've got AJ Griffin. We've got Mark Williams down low for putback and for rebounds and lobs and they you know they beat texas tech at their own game mm-hmm. and i gotta give duke credit for that and then yesterday uh, i know you and i were both on the money line against arkansas mm-hmm. and arkansas arkansas couldn't stop their transition that's what they did on thursday you can talk about the officiating and it was bad on both sides in that arkansas gonzaga game yep. but arkansas really took away gonzaga in the open floor because i think sometimes when we look at these numbers dave which are great tools for not only fans but handicappers and betters and we see arkansas 
28th in adjusted tempo going into that game. And I said, Arkansas doesn't want to run with these guys. No. They absolutely, even though they're very athletic, they don't want to run with these guys. That's nope. what Gonzaga does best is getting in the open floor. So they put it to a half-court game. They stifled their guards in transition. Nemhard had a terrible game, mm-hmm. largely because of Note and Tony and company for Arkansas. And then Chet got in foul trouble. So, you know, what you're seeing is I think Duke has become absolutely the favorite because they're they're going to get, look, they're going to get either an eight seed North Carolina. First time ever they'd meet in the history of the NCAA Can tournament, you imagine if, But speaking of Cinderella, you can't write that storyline pre-tournament. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw Duke-UNC it, well, Final Four. It's a winner for CBS regardless in terms of the ratings of what that is going to be. Actually, the games I believe are going to be on TBS. But nevertheless, same parent company. Right. Uh, you look, you're either going to get Duke, North Carolina for the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament, the number one rivalry in college basketball, or you're going to get Duke against the greatest Cinderella in the history of the NCAA tournament, the longest seed, the 15th seed <laughs> to make the final four. You know, you know, it's like that is the ultimate David versus Goliath that they could sell for an entire week. So it almost seems like that other side of the bracket's an afterthought, and it really should be because arguably what you would call, and I was looking at the rundown today, you could arguably call it the best program in college basketball. They certainly have the best program culture, and that's Villanova, right. who's waiting on the winner of this game, Kansas and Miami. And let me get uh, updated on a halftime line okay. right now. Minus four and a half KU for the second half, 78 for the total, so 142 adjusted total. KU minus four and a half, so basically uh, – KU plus one and a half in game if you want to do it like that for the second half. All right, and, and I think that would be dangerous right now, the way Miami's guards have kind of taken over, even with Charlie Moore getting those in the foul trouble there at the end of the first half. So we'll keep a watchful eye there. I do want to get back to your theme there. Uh, we have St. Peter's obviously taking on Carolina. That, that game opened up Carolina about eight, and I believe it's gone up to about eight and a half. So taking a little bit of money towards the Tar Heels. Uh, look, I, I did take St. Peter's. I, I took the bait. I took the eight and a half today. I, I think they can keep this close. Part of me wants the greatest story that arguably we've seen in St. Peter's mm-hmm. continue. The other part wants to see UNC Duke, right? What is the better story? Is it Duke in K Swansong going back to the Final Four, potentially matching up with Carolina, or against St. Peter's as the first 15 seed to get to the Elite Eight and potentially to get to the Final Four? I think the guys in the suits that run these television networks would much rather see Duke, North Carolina. I agree. However, for me, I think St. Peter's is the better story because even though Duke wasn't the number one overall seed, and dare I say they were getting a little bit, you know, I don't want to say off the radar. Duke's were. never off the radar, but it was Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky. Was, you didn't see a lot of people picking. One. Yeah, you didn't see a lot of people picking Duke to win at all, and now here they are uh, with it pretty much wide open for them, mm-hmm. where I think that they should be the favorite to cut down the nets in New Orleans. But eight against 15, by the way, the highest seeded game in an Elite Eight ever, and we had the highest ever, I believe, five year, or, or 2018, so four years ago, which it seems like it's 20 years ago. <laughs> Remember Loyola? Chicago oh, yeah. was the 11 seed. Kansas State was the 9 seed. That's right. Sister Jean was so young, she wasn't even getting Social Security yet. Oh, that oh. seems like it's been so long ago. But nevertheless, <laughs> 8 against 15, one of these going to go to the Final Four. And one of the things I got to say about St. Peter's against Purdue, and we know Purdue's had their weaknesses defensively, but to score 1.2 points per possession on off-ball screen actions, 1.5 points per possession on actions ending in cuts. This comes from shot quality, by mm-hmm. the way, these numbers. And limit Purdue with a 7'4 guy and a 6'10 guy Amazing. platooning, basically. 0.71 points per possession on 21 post-possessions. 
And they're going to need to put those numbers today, I think, against Armando Baycott, who absolutely ate on the glass against UCLA, like Mm -hmm. I think we all thought he would on Friday. But I didn't play a side here. Uh, Look, uh, it's tough to get in front of St. Peter's. You just kind of feel like, okay, now we've gotten to a point where they're just going to get overwhelmed by talent. But North Carolina, they're seeing Duke. You know, that that's their matchup. And it's like, oh, man, we can't wait to get to these guys. It's like, slow down, guys. You got got this team in front of you, and they're not going to give you an inch. Shaheen Holloway's club is not going to get out tough. No. Because he's not going to get out tough. So that means his players are not. I didn't do anything with the side. I went over 136.5 yesterday. There's 38, 38.5 right now. I think that this is going to play a little bit more of an over. Because if North Carolina does get distance on Mm -hmm. these guys, one of the things you see with North Carolina, even though the defense has improved, when the game has a little bit of margin, sometimes these guys lose a little interest in playing defense. It's like our offense is rolling. Kind of saw that a little bit in the Baylor game mm-hmm. uh, uh, last Saturday. So that's why I went with the over here. I think eight and a half, that's probably about the right number. Yeah, I think I think you're right on, and I'm, I'm with you on that handicap. I do think eventually we're going to get some points here in the second half uh, down the stretch. I'm, I'm hopeful that St. Peter's can stay within that number, but you have to like UNC. And by the way, if you told Hubert Davis – your first year of coaching North Carolina, mm-hmm. you get to beat St. Peter's, get to the Final Four. You want to sign up for that? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> it can't break any better, but they earn those breaks by beating UCLA, so you got to tip your cap to UNC and, and beating Baylor along the way as well. All right, much more to get to. They've started uh, the uh, World Golf Play, uh, the match play final between Scotty Scheffler and Kevin Kisner. And Dustin Johnson, by the way, already down to Corey Connor. We'll update everything. Come on back. It is Betting Across America on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That is why it is finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. It looks delicious. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Uh, they are underway at the WGC Dell Match Play Final. And Kevin Kisner stuffed his birdie uh, approach shot to within about five feet. Scotty Scheffler matched it, was outside about 10 feet. Of course, Scheffler made his birdie putt. So now Kisner needs to make to match the first hole. That is, boy, they could be each, be each, be each one under after one hole. I, I just feel like this is going to be a, a dogfight. And staying right there in Austin, they're about to get underway for the NASCAR race at Coda. They were just showing the pace car driver, that being the undertaker, being interviewed by former driver, former Daytona 500 winner Michael Waltrip, and they were damn near eye-to-eye, Dave. And the uh, the World <laughs> Rosslyn Federation, as Vince McMahon used to call it, used to say that the uh, Undertaker, uh, they used to bill him as seven feet tall. I'm starting to think that they are embellishing heights. Uh, <laughs> I know the pro wrestling business is totally on the square. No, but right. They would never make it up. And, and I believe this is Joe Gibbs uh, giving the command and down it, there. It is. And, you know, like in doing the prayer, leading the, the, uh, the drivers in prayer, I, I look at Joe Gibbs, and every time I look up and see him, I think, I had the, I, I do call it a privilege of covering that man, Joe Gibbs 2.0, back in Washington, D.C., for the uh, four years he was there. And I remember at the time people thinking, oh, this isn't really that good. Two playoff appearances in four years. I, the Washington football team would, would die for that these days. Mm-hmm. That's how good. Uh, and then to see him become a superstar as an owner in NASCAR is absolutely fascinating still to me to this day. Uh, we mentioned that the WGC uh, match play is underway, the final. And Scheffler, again, can become number one player in the world. If he wins this match against Kevin Kissner, they both made birdie in the first hole. You look at the futures for Augusta. And we mentioned, I think if you want to play Scotty Sheffer, I'm not saying don't play him, but I think we tried to give educated reasons as to why 
take caution in that approach. But the number still feels good to me right now at 22 to 1 at BetMGM. We'll see how this plays out here. But you look at some of the other numbers there, Wes. Are there any other that jump off the page to you that say there is still value in this number? In terms of these uh, shorter odds, I'm already in on one guy, and that's Justin Thomas. I want to get in on Dustin Johnson, but I was hoping that would drift to above uh, 20 to 1. But And we'll ask uh, uh, Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel about that later in the program. You know, maybe the buy spot on DJ is it time to get in on this guy because this guy, I think, finally looks focused. Keep in mind, he has not won in over a year. Saudi International back in January of 2021, mm. last event that he has won. So he is certainly one on that short list uh, I would look at. And we'll get to golf here really quickly. But I did play Kansas minus four for okay. the second half. So essentially plus two in game because they are about to take the court here in the second half in Chicago. Reminder, Miami leading 35 to 29. Just to give you a quick update because there might be a minute away from tipping off if mm-hmm. you want to get a second half wager in. Kansas essentially minus four. There's four and a half at BetMGM. 78 on the second half total. Right, and very quickly for that second half play there for Kansas, what do you think the difference has to be? Does it have to be Remy Martin? Because I think... He's been kind of a new revelation again, mm-hmm. getting him back, getting him healthy, inserted in the lineup. He feels like the difference maker yeah. that Kansas has had to get to this yeah, point. Yeah, and it's going to have to be, I think, on offense. Look, you want to get DMAC down low. Right. Because Miami is not big, and DMAC can get his. He's got seven points. He leads all scorers right now for Kansas. But the guy that's really got to step up a little bit, I know he's three of five for six points. Ochag Baji, yeah. who's been their big gun all, all, all through the year and all American. Kind of been pretty pedestrian here the last couple games. It'd be nice to see him get going. Jalen Wilson, by the way, has two fouls for Kansas. So if you have to sit him on the bench, does Kansas go small to counteract Miami? Bill Self did that a little bit late in the first half where he pretty much went five guards and put McCormick on the bench. But number one, how about staying in front of Cameron McGesty? Five of 10, 14 <laughs> points, elite all scores in the game for Miami. Miami did build that late lead with Charlie Moore, but I did go ahead and take just on a number value standpoint, taking Kansas plus two in game. So I'll take my shot. There. Yeah. The, the thing about those Miami guards and specifically McGusty, they, there's just no fear. And these kids are not shying away from the moment at all as I assume they would, knowing Coach Laranega. I don't know if you saw the pregame speech that he gave his guys about, who's going to be the first guy to step in there and take a charge? Yeah. And he jumps down to the ground, and all the kids yeah. jump on him. I mean, they love playing for this guy. By the way, he'd be the first guy to get two double-digit seeds ever to the Final Four, Jim Laranega, a guy that, you know, kind of just does his thing, never really gets the praise or the credit he nope. deserves. But uh, what a terrific coach Jim Laranega is. I saw his team in the Final Four Back, I believe it was 2006 in Indy when he took George Mason there and mm-hmm. trying to do it 15 years later with Miami. I was there too. We didn't cross paths back then. No, we did not. If we only knew, Had then we you'd known. be stuck working with me all these years <laughs> later, Dave, on that promising media career, and now you're with what me. What in the hell has happened? Here we are. Uh, let's get back to the uh, match play because, again, I, I am curious. You know me by now, Wes. I'm one of those guys, before I make those future wagers, and I have made a couple uh, for Augusta already, and one of them is on Brooks Kepka. But I will say this, and Brooksy right now is still 18 to 1. And that's about the same number I got him at a month ago. So it really hasn't moved that much. When I look at individual matchups, and look, if it it normally comes down, now the, the, the you know, they say Augusta doesn't really begin until the back nine on a Sunday. So we'll find out. And you know, historically you've seen some shootouts between five guys. Sometimes it comes down to just two guys. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how this is going to play out. But do you read into anything of Brooksy losing to DJ yesterday? And the two guys that maybe don't like each other, say they were former best they're, pros. They're frenemies. They're frenemies. I would call them. Okay, good frenemies. Is that a mental hiccup? Because remember, 
when Brooksy did the old, when they were, when, I believe it was at Augusta, when they asked Brooksy, you know, you yeah. get Dustin Johnson, you worried about him. He said, well, how many does he want? Yeah, that was uh, the PGA at yeah. Harding Park, and then Brooks had a terrible Sunday Awful. round, so maybe a little karma got him. But I will say this for Brooks Kapka. He is starting, you know, it's been a little inconsistent when you look at his form sheet, but T3 at Phoenix, now he'd won there before, so guys that you play well, play well again. That's not a surprise. Right. Was okay in Florida, T16 at the Honda, T12 in the Valspar. Brooks always gets bet. He is a big favorite of golf betting Twitter because he shows up in the majors. Right. So I don't want to necessarily discount him in this in this one. He's obviously, you know, won the U.S. Open and won the PGA, has never quite won the Masters. But, you know, you don't. I, I, at 18 to 1, I don't know if that's really enough for me. I'd want to get in the high 20s if I was going to get in on Brooks Kepka. But one of the things you look at when you're handicapping Masters as well is it is arguably the most predictive event right? in terms of handicapping on the PGA Tour. Guys that always play well tend to play well here at the Masters and tend to keep playing well. And because you have a, a player field of about anywhere from 85 to 90 some odd players. So half the field you can like take away because you've got a lot of old former champions like, you know, Freddie couples and those guys that won in the eighties and nineties that can't really win right now. Even though Freddie, the first day will shoot like 67, be like, Oh my God, Fred couples. <laughs> and then maybe hang around to the weekend and then kind of fall back. But uh, in terms of form, if you believe that angle that I told you about predictive form, Obviously, you look at Rom the last four years at right. the Masters, fifth, seventh, ninth, and fourth. So he's been right there each of the last four years. So he's going to cash in one time. Now, do I want to bet him at nine to one? Not necessarily. Uh, Cameron Smith, he's been cut a lot too, by the way, to 14 to one. I think Brady Cannon, our colleague, got him somewhere in the low 40 range uh, earlier this season before he won in Hawaii. Cam Smith, 10th last year, second when I had him two years ago behind Dustin Johnson, and fifth. And then there's always Rory McIlroy ah, trying to finish the uh, – I want to ask And Rory, by the him. way, is not playing this week, but he is playing the Valero in San Antonio next week. And this is the one jewel that he does not have in terms of getting the Grand Slam. Missed the cut last year, but if you look over the last several years, 5th, 5th, 7th, 10th, 4th, 8th. So Rory has been right there. Justin Thomas, who I bet the best finish he had is 4th. But he's been progressively, I think, getting better over the years. You look at the form line, it's like – He's only really been in contention one time, but look, I like I like the way that he played a couple weeks ago. So this is a guy I could peak. Sander Shoffley's got a third and second, two of the last three mm -hmm. years. DJ, of course, with the win. Matsuyama finally broke through last year. Jordan Spieth, of course, has a win, a couple runner-ups, and a couple thirds here. But I think, you know, I'm going to be looking down the board. I'm kind of going to vary. I'm going to have a couple guys that are chalky. I have one with Justin Thomas. Then I'm going to go middle shot, maybe somebody – I already have a Paul Casey ticket. I didn't like that Paul Casey withdrew right. necessarily or conceded all three of his matches this week down in Austin <laughs> for the match play. Uh, so some of these guys are going to drift. Look, uh, I think Zalatoris is going to get a lot of support. By the way, Zalatoris was the runner-up here last year on his debut. Unbelievable. Nobody had ever won. Nobody's won on debut here at Augusta since Fuzzy Zeller in 1979. It doesn't, doesn't happen. And Will Zalatoris gave it a hell of a run last year with Matsuyama and had his chances. But – 
I'm looking down the board. A guy that played pretty well this week that does have a green jacket is Adam Scott. Hmm. He played very well in the match play to he advance. Did. And this is a guy that skips the match play usually. Went 3-0 and in his group. Beat Spieth. Beat some really good players. So Scott will be a guy I'm looking at. Another guy down the board that I think you get a big price might be Thomas Peters. Thomas the Peters, Belgian bomber? The Belgian bomber, by the way, did not advance out of his group this week, despite the fact that he went 15-under playing his own ball wow. here in match play on three days. I was like... Yeah, there's something there that maybe people are going to ignore. So I might go with the Belgian bomber. 15 a, under and you don't get out yeah, of the group. Yeah, and he didn't get out of the group. And speaking of uh, uh, getting out, uh, Corey Connor is getting out on Dustin Johnson right Boy. now. Three up through three. Remember, semifinalist at the U.S. Amateur twice. And this is DJ. DJ probably, now that he can't win, has lost a little interest. And you can see it early on. Quick 5-0 run for KU right now. Rock Chalk Jayhawk just down one. 35-34, 18 minutes ago in regulation there. When we come back, Alex Schiffer is going to join us. Talk all things Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie and some future odds. Come on back. It is Betting Across America right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas trip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is a sports betting premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America right here on Decent. And my goodness, Rock, Chalk, Jay, mm-hmm. Hawk. They have awoken in a big way. They are down six at halftime. We've reached the first timeout. And the under-16 timeout, they're up three. Yeah, Miami getting a little loosey-goosey with the basketball here, and KU making them pay 43-40 to as we reach the first timeout. Now 15-30 left to go in the second half. KU now up to four-and-a-half-point favorites. Remember mm. what we took halftime. I have plus two in terms of the in-game. KU now laying four-and-a-half at BetMGM. Actually, that goes up to five-and-a-half, wow. 43-and-a-half on the total. That's exactly the start you wanted as a Rock Chalk Jayhawk back for taking those points in the second half, and so far looking pretty darn good. Uh, let's catch up right now with Alex Schiffer. He, of course, covers the Brooklyn Nets uh, for the Athletic. Great to have Alex join us on the program today. And uh, Alex, we got to get to the biggest story, and it's been one that they, I'm sure you've been pr- probably tired of covering all year. And it's been Kyrie Irving and whether or not he's el- uh, going to be eligible to play. And now the restrictions have been rolled back a little bit, at least for what athletes and entertainers in New York City, if I understand this correctly. So Kyrie's first home game of the season. Uh, He's going to be able to do it and play in New York City. What do you expect? And does this feel like a burden's been lifted off the rest of the team? Uh, first pro tip, don't start a, a segment with a Mizzou grad with Rock Chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> uh, I was at the wrong station for a minute. Um, 
But no, in all seriousness, I, I'm really curious to see the reception he gets. I mean, when he was at that game against the Knicks, I think that would have been two weeks ago today. Um, and they had him on the big screen, which was just a weird deal overall. You know, your franchise player sitting across from the team and it's courtside seats. It was, it was a surreal moment. It's like, you're never going to see this again. And uh, they put him on the screen, but it wasn't like the crowd went nuts and everything. And I mean, if you're a Nets fan, right, you know, I, I kind of get in the sense of like, well, we don't want to see this guy in the, in the seats. We want to see him out on the court. And I, I thought it was kind of a, uh, uh, a tense moment almost in the sense of like, yeah, you know, he's in the building and yeah, that's cool. But also like, you know, it kind of spoke to just the ridiculousness of the whole thing. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that, that there's been kind of a burden lifted off and lifted off. And I mean, really, you know, the, the two biggest things hanging over the nets, you know, ever since the Ben Simmons trade was one is Ben Simmons going to play and is Kyrie ever going to be able to play at home. One of those shoes has finally dropped. Alex uh, Schiffer, a proud Mizzou grad, as he just let us know. By the way, things are looking up at Mizzou. Dennis Gates and Jaron Howard, they're going to be able to recruit dudes. So Mizzou's not going to be down forever. So at least some encouragement <laughs> going forward, Alex. But uh, I like the Gates hire. It's news to me on on uh, Jaron Howard. I actually thought that he was going elsewhere. But, uh, but. I mean, to cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, uh, if you want to get dudes, Jaron Howard is a guy, especially in the city of Chicago. So I would expect that pipeline to start to Columbia very shortly. But back to Brooklyn here, Ben Simmons. Look, I know you've been asked this question probably every day ever since he was acquired by the Brooklyn Nets. What are you hearing in terms of the latest status? When could he be back? Or do you think he shut down just until the playoffs start? Yeah, I don't think they're going to shut him down anytime soon. I mean, they there was a report that came out during last night's game that his back pain had also spread to his lower legs, which honestly kind of reminds me of Steve Nash because if you remember, he had back problems throughout his career, and then when he broke his leg with the Lakers, those two things kind of became grew together to be a bigger problem. And apparently the lake pain's gone. You know, he was on the court three game, just throwing passes to guys as they got shots up. I don't, I have a hard time seeing him with the way the Nets handle injuries and the fact that he hasn't even been clear for one-on-oh contact, let alone one-on-one, then three-on-three, five-on-five. Then they usually like to see a guy get three to four practices down before coming back. I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule, there's eight, nine games left. You know, it's, it, it's, a lo- it's a very large leap for my brain to make with the way they handle things, the way the calendar is set, et cetera, to, uh, to see him on the court in a regular season. Now, Steve Nash has said that they're open to playing him in the playoffs with no regular season games. I, I'm very curious to see what that would look like. I mean, talking to some of the guys, they're all like, look, that's really hard. It's really tough to incorporate a guy of his talent and caliber in a playoff setting with win or go home. But at the same time, we need him, you know, uh, Gordon Drogic was saying, you know, you think about what he can do for us defensively and play one through five and the way we can get creative offensively. I mean, you know, it's a shot we just have to take. So right now I'm of the opinion of I'm not really going to get wrap my head around him taking the court until I at least hear that he has returned or not even a one-on-oh or one-on-one, but when he's in the three-on-three, five-on-five range, then you can start to look at the calendar and say, all right, when is this feasible? Talking with Alex Schiffer, follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore Schiffer, covers the Brooklyn Nets for The Athletic. Uh, Alex, let's stay right there, because if you can't really depend on Ben Simmons, and now it looks like they can depend on Kyrie Irving, so it's still not the full uh, nucleus that they want going into the postseason. What do you make of Brooklyn in the second season? Is this 
I know Philadelphia is right there, and, and Boston's been a, a great second-half team here to make their resurgence. But what do you make of Brooklyn overall in this Eastern Conference when we get to the second season? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, it seems like it's going to be the wild, wild East in the playoffs. You look at trying to get, figure out seeding and everything. I mean, you know, the, the top four seeds are a half game apart with Philly, Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston. Then you got uh, then you got Chicago, who seems to be the only playoff team that I feel comfortable uh, saying is going to stay at the five seed. And then, as you say, I mean, it's been um, Cleveland and Toronto kind of dancing back and forth with that six and seven line and the Nets and eight. So, you know, I, I think a lot of it's going to come down to matchup. You know, prior to last night, I have said that the Nets wouldn't want to see Miami in the playoffs with, you know, their defense, the amount of different ways they can hurt you. I don't think people are giving, you know, the, the role Victor Oladipo can have him being back and giving them some good minutes. I mean, if he gives them 12 to 15 good minutes a night, I think they would take that. Um, but I don't know what the best matchup for them is. I mean, I, I think if you're Miami after last night, you don't want to see the Nets. Obviously they have their own issues going on in a, in a bit of a free fall, but Boston is really good. As you said, I mean, Philly is kind of in a similar boat to the Nets in that like they, they just kind of remade the roster at the deadline and are still figuring it out. Um, to me, if you're the Nets, you'd probably want either the Heat or the Sixers in the first round. I would probably want to stay away from Boston and especially Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee would be the one where it'd be tough for them to advance. So, you know, man, it wouldn't stun me if, if they were to go on some type of run to the finals or the conference finals, but also just given the way this year has been and how weird it is, you know, if they get knocked out in the first or second round, I, I can kind of see that too. That, that's why I'm so stunned, Wes, that, that you look at the Nets and they're still the favorite to win the East mm -hmm. and the second choice at plus 550 to win the NBA championship. Well, you're looking to see, let's say the Nets stay right where they are for the last several games and they're in the eighth spot. You get Cleveland in the seven. Cleveland, by the way, has now fallen out of that top six for the first time. Toronto got a big win over the Pacers last night and they passed Cleveland now a game ahead. So all of a sudden you're getting a team that looks like it's running out of out of steam here in the Cleveland Cavaliers and we kind of thought that that was going to happen. Now they're in the seven spot, but moving to tonight, Alex, you got Charlotte, the nine spot, just one game back at Brooklyn. This is a big game tonight. I know with the, with the Kyrie return and everything, but this is a game Charlotte needs too and Charlotte's got a little bit of the money. I think they're like six point underdogs now. They open seven. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing at least a little bit of the wise guy money tonight. What do you make of the Hornets? Nets kind of took care of these guys a couple weeks ago. Kyrie went for 50. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about the the closeness in the standings of the top four seeds, right? And then kind of how it's a little tight two, six, seven, eight. I mean, the Mets have the second easiest remaining schedule in the NBA. They have the Bucks this week and the Hornets. And after that it's just, you know, a bunch of non playoff teams. To end it. So I, I think based on that, if they were to win, you're looking at them probably comfortably being ahead of Charlotte to hold the eight. And then it's talked to, then we talk about what they can, how much higher they can get really. Um, as you said, I mean, the, the Nets played them a couple of weeks ago. That's when Kyrie had like the most efficient 50 point game uh, we've seen in a while. They don't, they don't really scare me based on the way the Nets are playing right now. And also given the plethora of weapons the Nets have available. So I think they can make it maybe a little interesting, but just just given what I saw the last time they played a couple of weeks ago, I don't. I'm not really expecting the night to be close. Alex, uh, enjoy the conversation. Got to wrap things up here, but again, you can follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore Schiffer. Can't wait to see what happens tonight with Kyrie Irving back in the fold, and we won't tell you the score of the Kansas game right now against Miami. But let's just say it's flipped for the Miz grad.
That's all we're going to say, Alex. Okay. <laughs> my bracket's already screwed, so it doesn't matter. Even on- <laughs> yeah, you and I both. Alex, thanks for the time. We do appreciate it. When we come back, we will update that score as Kansas is now. They were down six. They're up six. And we got a boat race going on in match play. We'll tell you who's getting raced right now. Come on back. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.